step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. He's done it again! Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut! Aguero! Harry Kane does it again for Tottenham Hotspur! Leicester City! Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League Podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Oren, with me is Pauly Quistel in his car and Elliot Niblock in what I'm assuming is his apartment. Yes, yeah, been... There we go. Yeah, we're going to take a look back here at the Premier League Match Week 7, which uh, had some interesting results in it and... Uh, we're going to jump first and foremost into the big marquee matchup of the weekend. That was Chelsea, Manchester City. City, I don't want to say eked out, but they, they came away with a one nothing win. Uh, Kevin, yeah. De Bru- Kevin De Bruyne with the lone goal of the game. <laughs> Former Chelsea man. Former Chelsea man, that's true. It's one of a million people sold by Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Chelsea, they dominated possession this one. They um, had... 17 shots, six that went on target, and one snuck in behind Courtois. So a uh, another win for City as they sit at the top of the table here. And this is a very, very good win for them, beating Chelsea on the road. Well, we and it happened after we recorded, right? The whole Aguero thing? Yes. That's the big thing. Yeah. That's... Yep. yeah, it did. So right there, it's you, you lose your big striker right before heading out and facing Chelsea, which is like the one of, I don't know, two or three teams that are actually good enough to beat you, even if you don't have an off day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you go out there and, and you get the win. So you didn't score four goals. Okay. You got the win. You got the three points. That's what matters. And that's a really good result for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, just the whole scoring race here too, because United, they made up some of that goal differential as they took a 4 nothing win over Crystal Palace. So now City, they have 19 points. United, they have 19 points. City are plus 20, and now United are plus 19. It is ridiculous how they're they're both just flying and scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, especially, I mean, especially United. Right. And yeah, that's, that, that's the greater shock. You don't think of Jose Mourinho teams as being like the high-scoring powerhouses. Oh, not now, at I know, all. like, I know, I know there were ever there was, you know, every so often Chelsea would, would come out and and really, uh, like, they'd open up the season with a six nothing win, or they had that eight nothing win on the final day of the season, even though Mourinho wasn't there that year. But you just you never saw Chelsea as that that team, even though they were capable of scoring all those goals. So it's actually remarkable what United are doing right now, especially given all the struggles that they used to have. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they, they just feel a little bit more deadlier, a little bit more direct 
instead of no, not, not no, no, not a little bit. Uh, a lot. Metric yes. boatload. Like yes, a, a, lo- a Lukaku load. Yep. I mean, they scored. Well, it's not just him. It's not just him. It's the style of play that they're exhibiting. Right, and they scored four goals against Crystal Palace in a game where they really didn't play well at all. And you would have thought, especially when, when you saw the team that Mourinho named, and, and Seb and I discussed this, um, we discussed it last week, that we, we said this would be the game to rest players and rotate the squad a bit, and they didn't. As we said, Jose Mourinho probably won't do. He actually, after the game, said, we can't rest Lukaku until... Zlatan comes back because we can't, you know, we don't have anybody else. And we can't play Rashford as the striker because Rashford plays other positions, even though you have other guys that could play those positions. So it really just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But nevertheless, um, he names a very strong team. You expected them to go out there and demolish Crystal Palace. They played terribly. They still score four times. Yeah. And Marouane Fellaini scores twice. Yeah, that was the the big one from this one, right? Uh, Fellaini with two of the goals Juan Mata and Romelu Lukaku also got on the score sheet Rashford picked up two assists so that's good for him Ashley Young picked up one up and Anthony Martial picked one up so uh, you know you know who I thought was really bad in this game though who was really bad in this game Romelu Lukaku yeah he didn't have it it was probably I did not probably his worst game yeah I, I thought he got the ball in space a lot and then when that happened, he wasn't good with it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of minutes for him, although uh, he was used to that at Everton too, though. Right, I don't think he was tired. I just, I think he had a poor game. Yeah. And it, it, maybe it, it could become an issue down the road if you're requiring him to, you know, play football outside of the box. If he runs into the channels, could he help set up the rest of his team? It, that, that's where it could become a bit of a... A thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, you can't question his work rate, though. No, no, definitely not. He's he's definitely up there. Uh, he's, yeah. he's doing he's doing what you'd want him to do for a player to uh to make the team uh, happy. Yes. Oh, you are. Damn. Well, I mean, I think he's a he's a consummate professional, and he's been that for a long time, and I think that most. Yeah, it's not that he didn't say anything, right? But most people who would have gone through the Chelsea-Everton, Chelsea-Everton saga that he did, many other players in this league and in other leagues, (laughs) Diego Costa, would have made a huge stink about And he, he kept relatively quiet. I mean, he did, you know, he made his opinions known. But I think he's not only a fantastically physically and talented like gifted individual but he's a hard worker and you know as i said he is a professional and i i I think that he is going to be i mean he has a chance to be and i think he knows it like one of the man you greats if he keeps his head down keeps working and sticks with the club throughout you know as rooney did the remainder of his twenties and the majority of the that's a, that is a big statement. Yeah, no, I, but I I nonetheless think that it's true, right? Like, and I don't know. Honestly, well, Rooney Rooney came as an eighteen year old, and if you think about like 
think about Jose Mourinho uh, four or five years from now if Lukaku who's all right, so knock on wood, maybe best case scenario is somehow Jose Mourinho stays more than the three years that he normally does at a club. But say Jose Mourinho, for argument's sake, is here in five years. If Lukaku loses a step um, within those like five years from now, Mourinho is going to be looking at the next $150 million striker and being mm. like, whoa, we want that guy. Oh, that guy scored a bunch of goals. We want him. So it, okay, it's going to be hard me... for Lukaku to establish himself in a, in a position – to score the way that Rooney did. Well, okay, let me say let me say one thing and then pose a question to both of you. And um, the first thing is that yeah, okay, that was pr- with the preface and the predicate that he stays there for that time. And I'm not saying that he could or would surpass Rooney's goal-scoring record. I don't think that I don't think that, as you say, he has any chance of doing that since he didn't show up there at 18. But I think that he could be a staple in a top three Premier League club for several years. I mean, I think that he has the talent and, more importantly, he has the work ethic and the professionalism. Now, that said, moving down the line, do you would you prefer to see, in theory, if you could pick in the next five years your striker leading the line, would it be a Romelu Lukaku or would it be a Marcus Rashford? Because they're very different players. They're both very gifted, but, you know, I mean, they're worlds apart in terms of how they play the game. I think Lukaku is going to give you more goals. So, yeah, even five years down, I think Lukaku, he's going to be good for at least 20 league goals. I'm not sure Rashford will be. And Rashford can also turn into a phenomenal striker winger weird combo thing. So <laughs> you know, it's uh, I mean, I feel like Lukaku is only capable of being that center forward. Rashford a little bit more of a flexibility in his game. He's still I, young; you can still mold him. Lukaku, he's uh, twenty-four. He is what he is. I will give you my answer after the break. Okay, well, we're, Ooh, geez, we're, geez. we are we not in near a break yet, so we'll... Oh, really? I thought yeah. we timed that out of Oh, no, we still have five minutes to go, so you'll have to... Oh. All right, well, then, yeah. my answer is, my answer is, like, figure out a way to play them both freaking centrally. Like, use two strikers, because Marcus Rashford would be the perfect Wayne Rooney to Romelu Lukaku's Rude Van Nistelrooy or Luis Saha or any other number nine out there. And Marcus Rashford would be the perfect number 10 to play right off, right off of his shoulder and score a bunch of goals and set up the big man for a bunch of goals. Yeah, no, I, I agree entirely. They, they strike me as the strike partnership of at least one or two cal. Okay. At least three or four calibers greater than, but not totally dissimilar from, a potential that we all hope to see from a Bobby Wood, Josie Altador. Cause yeah. they're, don't, you know, don't. I've, I, this is like the second time in like three months that I've heard Josie Altador and Romo Lukaku be mentioned in a comparison and like, just stop. All right. No, no. Okay. No, 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 listen to me. The, that's it. That's it. No, that's but like, come on. End. No, that's first of all, I'm talking about how two players play the game similar or dissimilar to one another. And I preface it even with saying that like yes. they are not even in the same league no. in terms of quality, but 
Josie Altidore is a big target man who holds up play well and can score goals. Romelu Lukaku is better at all of those things, and we don't talk about his hold-up play, as we've talked about many times on the show, and we'll talk about more in our next episode about the U.S. men's national team. But those are two players that they have similar playing styles. They can play off of one another in a leading-the-line two-striker attack. And that, Romelu that's Lukaku all I'm to say. We'll, we'll talk more about this when we. Romelu Lukaku can play as the lone striker. Josie Altidore can't. They are both two guys that are built very similarly. They are big human beings. They're built similarly. One of them is good at soccer. The other one is not. And okay. that's oh. really. <laughs> well, if we say this, I think if we get a switch back to a where we get the the favorable system is with two strikers again. We sort of moved past that right now where we have that, you know, one center guy. That's been the trend for a couple of years now. If we move back to a two-striker system, then I think they can become the best duo since Andy Cole, Dwight York for United. No, because Rooney and Tevez were a better duo. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Rooney and Tevez. No, 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 no. So much fun to I, which And it was insane no. that they became a good duo because they were both the same player. Forget about it. Forget about it. Andy Cole, Dwight York, way above Rooney Tevez. Way above. Agree to disagree, but yeah, as that, usual, I'm right, that, you're not. That's fine. I mean, that is a little bit before your time, so I understand that. That's fine. But <laughs> as someone who lived through that and watched those games... And Cole Dwight York, one of the best striking duos the Premier League has ever seen, bar none. So there we go. Let's move on from United, though, because we spent a lot of time with them. Uh, Spurs took a 4 nothing win on the road against Huddersfield. Harry Kane, of course, scored again. He got two. And then Ben Davis went up with a goal. And Musa Sissoko also got one. Most goals in a month for Harry Kane. All competitions, club and country, of course. Yeah, still. I mean, he is just on fire. I saw, I forgot who it was who had the poll up, but it was like, who had the best month? Was it Kane? Was it Messi? Was it Isco? Or, and I mean, those are the. Uh, type- isn't the answer? Isn't the answer obvious? It's obviously Olivier Giroud keeping pace with, with Harry oh, Kane. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, when you say something really stupid, it's our job to just bring it up as often as possible. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, okay. But sure. the thing is now, though, do, is it fair to, like, is Kane up at that level now? Is he in the conversation, like, messy conversation? No, he's not in the messy conversation, but he's in the Aguero conversation. He's in the, he's in the messy conversation the way that, like, Wayne Rooney was in the Messi-Ronaldo conversation back in 2008 in that, like, they tried to throw it at... They tried to throw him in there because he was so good, but then, like, you you take a step back, put it into perspective, and you're like, okay, Harry Kane is really, really, really good, but, like, Messi is on is still on another world. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, but he's was... also just a different player. Yeah. A very different player. Yeah. But, I mean, he is their next big hope here now for the England national team. It is going to be Harry Kane for a lot of years here now. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, he's going he's gonna to lead the line until he's 30, if not older. Yeah. But I, I uh, the saw... question is, is, can he score? And here's the problem with that, though. And he'll be fine as he moves through qualifying or friendlies or everything else that England does 
during the year because during the year he's fine and he's on form and, and England play crap teams and he's going to continue to score because he's surrounded by good players as well as Deli Ali who he plays with. So he's going to continue to score. The issue is, is that once the momentum of the season comes to an end and it's a little bit deflating because Spurs come up short in whatever their goal is again and they're going to come up short because they're not going to win the league this year. Uh, so, you know, even if your goal is be the best team that's not City, United, Chelsea, like, it's a little bit deflating for them that they finished third, second, and now they would drop down to even fourth this year. Once that momentum kind of dries out and you wait three weeks and then you get going for the World Cup, it's like he's just going to be exhausted and it's going to be really hard. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk. Well, we'll, you know we'll talk we more should... about England on uh, on Thursday. So we're gonna take our break here, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and we're gonna touch upon Arsenal's two nothing win over Brighton, and goals by Nacho Monreal and Alex Iwobi. So God, two... Nacho is in fantastic form. Wow, we really just cut off that Harry Kane thing. Really oh abruptly. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, keep it's it too bad he's not, he's not uh, Andy King or, or Dwight York or whoever it was. Andy Cole. <laughs> Andy Cole. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, well, it is too bad for Tottenham Hotspur, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, but, Elliot, congratulations on, for the first time, I think, in years, you're going to avoid the uh, Theo Walcott October international break injury because he's not getting called up <laughs> yeah somehow yeah he avoided that call up and will avoid that injury which is which is not danny can't say the same thing about danny welbeck but uh arsenal are kind of back maybe i mean they are they're undefeated in their last six games so yeah i mean they were humiliated at the beginning of the season and rightfully so and they came together and they they've gotten some good results right but they're still it's still in many ways, you know, I'm not going to jump the gun here. I'm excited and I'm happy. And when I met a Tottenham fan at brunch this morning, I was very quick to point out that fact that, you know what, we're in great form right now. But, like, I'm not going to jump the gun and say that we're doing phenomenally because we we allowed chances. We allowed a lot of chances. We, nonetheless, though... Brighton's defense in this game, I mean, this could have been a romp for Arsenal, right? Like, they had a bevy of chances, a number of balls cleared off the line. It should they, have been a romp. Well, but you know what? I don't I don't care. I will take a 2-0 victory with both hands. It's fine. Like, the, the goals cleared off the line, you have to give a lot of credit to the Brighton defense. And I'm, I'm willing to give that credit. Yeah, maybe we should have done a little bit better. Wakazette hit the post in the second minute. Excuse mm -hmm. me. Maybe all of the third minute. But Nacho Monreal is in, regardless of the goal. Like, his performance last week was phenomenal. And even regardless of the clearance off the line in that game, right? Like, he is single-handedly responsible for a plus-two goal differential in the last two matches. But even setting that aside... Watching him away from the play and watching him just track back and tackle, he's he is the heart and soul of this Arsenal back line. But then again, 
we are a team that has depth moving forward, and in the midfield, we are not a team that has depth at the back. And it's, it's you know, scary from an Arsenal point of view because if they don't, you know, if we were to lose a Nacho Monreal, if we were to, to lose fair. Laurent Koscielny, then we are terribly fragile, and we're fragile already. To be fair, there are really not a lot of teams that could say they have depth at the back. And we, and this goes right to what we always discuss in that most teams don't really have anything at the back. You know, defenders are just kind of not good anymore. Well, they're, yeah, they're certainly not a priority, it would seem. No, that's true. But yeah, a 2-0 win, that's good for them. They move up into fifth place. They are level on points with fourth place Chelsea after their defeat to City. And... Uh, yeah, problems continue for Liverpool as they get a 1-1 draw on the road against Newcastle. Uh, Philippe Coutinho gave them the lead in this one, but then... Sensational lead. Then uh, Jusselu tied things up before halftime. So, uh, one point only. Do you think Rafa I was mean, happy with was... that point? Absolutely. Rafa's very happy to get that point. This was like, as all the issues that Liverpool constantly have, they all came out in this game. And in this one was, the ball went right between the two centre-backs. This was, like, comically bad defending. And then just, uh, Josselu, Josselu, I don't, Seb, you can help me out with that one. I think it's um, uh, Josselu. I think it's Hosselu. Yeah. I think it's Hosselu. He is Spanish, so... So it would be Hosselu, like Javier. Hosselu. Yeah, Hosselu. Boom. What See, is his right. full name? I got to look up his full name. You keep talking. Um, yeah, he comes in. He should have shot. For some reason, he doesn't shot, shoot. And if you actually look closely at that, oh. how that ball went in, Liverpool actually tried to clear it, and they cleared it off the guy's shin. And that's why. And then that's why he like ran after it to make sure that it went in. He didn't actually shoot the ball. Like this was comical in all from every angle, and even more comical in the fact that Liverpool just it, the ball just went right between the two defenders. Like I get it. Like it's almost like your stereotype is you have bad center backs, but like you didn't have to like be this fat. No, that's true. Okay, so his full name is Jose Luis San Martin Mato. There we go. So Jose Luis is just his artist name. The artist known as Jose Luis. As Jose Luis? Yeah. There we go. So, uh, I mean, he's been a good pickup for Newcastle. He's been a really good pickup for them. Uh, and that's part of why I think they're going to stay up. I think they'll st- I think Rafa's going to keep them up. Yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, if you would tell a Newcastle supporter that after seven games you have 10 points and you're in ninth, they would be like, okay, thank you. So, I mean, it's, uh, they've been pretty good at the back. They've, you know, allowed six goals. That's not too shabby. Uh, you would probably want them to score a little bit. They only got seven goals in seven games. But they can't all be Manchester United or Manchester City, even with the poor defending of other teams. Um, are you stalling, Polly? Did you call or just stall? No, I, I actually got out and then realized that I was parked not legally, so... Oh, yeah, that's not I good. I have to get in and turn the car back on. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to get towed. You don't want to get towed. And there's literally a tow truck, two cars behind me. Oh, there we go. Uh-huh. Yeah, so if we take a look at one team that is having a lot of trouble, that's Everton. Oh, man. A one nothing home defeat to Burnley. And Burnley, I mean, this is the the team that was, what, second to last on the road last season. Uh, been better this year. 
Jeff well, they, they keep getting results on the road. Yeah, Jeff Hendrick with yeah. the lone goal in this one. Uh, somebody summed it up real well on Sunday. I saw on Twitter. They, it was something like, uh, like Everton is like all talent and like no togetherness, and Burnley is no talent at all togetherness. Ah, that's being a little bit uh, harsh, I think. I think they got a couple of good players in like Robbie Brady, Stephen DeFore. But yeah, if you compare it on paper to Everton, Everton clearly the team with more talent. Their strikers like Sam Vokes. Like who, like, who the hell they is have, that? They have Chris Woods. They like Chris Wood now. Yeah, another guy that's just like, okay. <laughs> like that, that just sounds like the name of a guy who would be playing striker for Burnley. Chris Wood is decent. He's got two goals so far. He's You're so kind of like proving my point. Ah, ah, he was. You're uh, trying to justify it, which is pretty much proving my point. I gotta see here. He's a New Zealand international. I know that much. Spent many years, many a years in at Leeds. Uh, not many. He's only 25. Uh, um, I love that. I when I Google Chris Wood, I get the actor. <laughs> that tells you kind of everything that you need to know. Who is he? Okay, he's in something called the Va- okay the Vampire Diaries. Okay, I did not watch that. Um, Surprisingly, I haven't either. Yeah, you watch a lot of crap like that otherwise, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Chris Wood, the footballer. What was I looking up again? Oh, yeah, that's right. He had <laughs> 27 goals last season in the championship for Leeds. So that's not too bad. Oh, it's a couple few. Oh, huh? huh? 27 goals in what? But that's 46 games. 44 games. 44 games. Oh, all right, 44 games. It's a lot of time to score, and Leeds, I feel like, plays. I feel like, see, like, the, this is, like, the thing that gets distorted in, in my mind. Like, cause, like, remember when Derby County was, like, really bad, like, historically bad in the Premier League, but, like, they went down and then they came back up, like, two years later? Yeah. It's, like, the same thing that happens to Burnley. It's, like, you have these, in your mind, this team that clearly did well in the championship to get here. And then they're really bad in the Premier League. And then they do well in the championship but come right back up and have done well in the championship. Mm. And then... Um, People scoring goals. Yeah. They get their one... Yeah, Paul is cutting out here. Uh, Elliot, West Ham took a one nothing win over Swansea. And they are... They are for Sacco, 90th minute. So, very important win for West Ham there as they moved out of the bottom three with that win. I mean, they're going to they're gonna stay up. Oh, yeah. Right? Like... They're going to stay up. But, but. but I think that Everton, I mean, how long do you let this go on, though? I mean, to move back to Everton real quick, how long do you get this? Because I feel like Ronald Koeman, he must be feeling a little bit of nerves right now. Oh, yeah. No, he's got to be feeling the heat. I mean, right, they're like, what, two places? two At two places and also two points above the drop? That's nowhere near where they thought they would be. No, but then again, two There's, years ago, I mean, their schedule. City champions are in a similar position and yet closer. Yeah, I mean, their schedule hasn't been the best, but we could, we could say that about poor Crystal Palace too, though. Seven games, zero goals, seventeen allowed, zero points. Not looking good for Crystal Palace, and Roy Hodgson already looked like he's defeated. I... Uh, Crystal it's... Palace are just zero goals in seven games. That's Real bad. Yeah, that yeah. Is no, bad. they're like, they're the new Aston Villa for sure. Yeah. Okay. No, they're like the new Derby County. But can we at this point can we safely say like who's going down? Crystal Palace going down. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, without without a doubt. I think like Swansea are they going down? Uh that's that's harder to say. I mean, 
the Crystal Palace is the only team at this point where it's like you have no prayer. Yeah. You are not you are not staying up. But well, who's the, and, for lack of a better word, the favorites to be the other two? I would say Brighton and Huddersfield since they're newcomers. No, no, no way. I would no, say they're no both way. doing enough to probably get out of there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm saying Bournemouth. I'm saying Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth are bad. Yeah, Bournemouth are real bad. Yeah. Uh, Bournemouth and Brighton. Bournemouth and Brighton. Because Brighton, based on what they showed against Arsenal this weekend, like they looked like a championship side. Yeah. Like they were they they had a couple good they had a couple good chances which a better quote unquote top team would not have given them and they didn't take them and they were just hacking away at Arsenal players because they knew they were outclassed and they they looked a team that was being told on the sideline this is what you have to do. And as we saw with, you know, even though he got fired, <laughs> ultimately, Claudio Ranieri, the, the way to manage a team from promotion and the way that I think Huddersfield has exemplified, even though they got thrashed by Tottenham, regardless, the way that you manage a team out of promotion is not you play to survive, even though Tony Pulis has made a career from it. Yeah. Like, you don't play to survive you play to your strengths and you try to use those strengths to beat other teams. And Leicester City hit teams on the counterattack all the way to the league title. And not, yeah, I'm, not well. saying, I'm not saying that that's going to happen even again in our lifetimes with a team that it was promoted a year earlier to win the league. I don't, I don't believe that that's going to happen, but from what I saw from Brighton, like the seagulls looked like they were already fighting from their lives even though they are, you know, at this point, roughly mid-table, mid-lower table. I, for my money, it's Palace, Bournemouth, and Brighton. Leicester had that one, um, they had that one X factor that was Angola Conte. Yeah. And and I a- kind of, I would like to see what would happen if you, if just every year we, we picked a team and we gave them Angola Conte and a player, like a winger, not necessarily Riyad Mahrez, but a winger like Riyad Mahrez. You know, a guy who can cut in and be a threat to score, but could also stay wide and be an actual winger. And just give them those two players and the rest of their team and see what happens. No, but also the pacey striker in Jamie Vardy is crucial. I think I think you could replicate Jamie Vardy easy, easier than the other two people with other players. I, I agree, but I think that that the role of having a pacey striker is critical in that winning formula, right? Like, right. speaking of Romelu Lukaku, like, I don't think that a big target man wins them the league, right? No, like, you, but, you need somebody who can run in behind the defense. But how combination Robson Canoe can do that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Mm, I personable. mean, this is coming from a guy in his early 30s, like... Uh, he really could a couple of years ago, and he could pretty well last year, but we'll see right, about so this Someone year. in that yeah. mold is, is what I meant. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how the newcomers fare this season. Uh, with that, we're going to round things off for today. We'll be back Thursday when we will put a lot of focus on the U.S. men's national team and their crucial World Cup qualifiers, along with some other goodies from around the world. Until Don't then, it up, Bruce. Yeah. Until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin. Polly's P. Quistel. Elliot is Keats was better. Until next time, have a good one and bye bye.
wonder how on earth did that happen? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.